Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. Hello, everybody. This is Sandy, and welcome to Last First Date Radio, the place to be for creating healthy, lasting relationships after 40. And today, I'm really excited to be speaking with author, filmmaker, coach, TEDx speaker. He's done a lot of things. His name is G. Brian Benson, and he's going to be speaking about the importance of self-awareness and self-acceptance as the foundation for having a healthy, lasting relationship. So for those of you who are new to Last First Date Radio, I'm going to share a little bit about my mission. My life began again after 50. I got divorced after a 23-year marriage. I became certified as a life coach and began a new career as a dating coach for women over 40. And over the years, I realized that what I really love most about what I do is the deeper work. It has almost nothing to do with dating. It really has to do with really working on yourself, because that is always the first step, and I have a feeling that we're going to be talking a lot about that today on the show. Um, So I, I love helping women really value themselves and love themselves enough to play bigger and to speak up more powerfully and stand up for the things that matter most to them. In short, what I call being a woman of value. And I am just about to release my new website, which is a whole new vertical of my business called thewomanofvalue.com. We are in the final, final stages of just tweaking, and then I will make a big announcement when this goes live. And in that space, I am going to be serving women not just in the dating world, but also at work and any woman who wants to make a dream come true, whether it's to write that book or stand up on a stage and play bigger in their life and not live in fear. And I know that Brian has gone through all of this, so we're going to be having a juicy conversation in a minute. Um, And every week I bring you a tip on how to be that woman of value. This week's tip is let go of toxic people. If you want to live a fabulous life, you really have to identify who is toxic to you and really walk away from those people. They, They will hold you back. They will put you down, they will make you feel small. So figure out who those people are and if there's anyone in your life right now who you are holding on to for some reason, maybe out of guilt, maybe they've hooked you in some way, I really encourage you to do whatever you can to let that person go and make the space for the right people to show up in your life. Before I bring Brian on, I just wanted to say that I have a Facebook group. It's a free group for women over 40 who are single or in relationships and want to have the support of um, a, a dating coach who is rational and does not let you put men down. Um, it's very forward-focused, and we, we don't have this like victim venting going on in my group we we monitor very carefully for that so if that's something that speaks to you come on over to your last first date on facebook in the group section don't forget the your and now for our guest g brian benson is an award-winning and number one best-selling self-improvement and children's book author he's an actor a filmmaker a coach and a tedx speaker he's also a four times 
Ironman triathlete and cross-country bicyclist. He knows the value of hard work and never giving up on your dreams. And this is a message that he shares with his audience through his many creative expressions. His new book, Habits for Success, Inspired Ideas to Help You Soar, is now available on Amazon, and I highly recommend the book. I have a copy myself. So welcome to episode number 345, How to Build a Strong Foundation of Self-Awareness and Self-Acceptance. Welcome to the show, Brian. Uh, Thank you, Sandy. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Well, do you want to be called Brian or G. Brian? I'm not clear. Oh, yeah, I have my parents to blame for that. My, you can call me Brian. I've never been called. My my first name's Gary, but they've never called me that. Ah, so. oh, my brother's confusing. Gary. Okay. Ah. <laughs> um, so it sounds like your journey echoed mine in many ways. You had that wake-up moment that you speak about at the beginning of the book, this aha moment where you said, I have to make a change. So can you speak to that catalyst that got you onto this journey? Well, you know, I was running my family's business, uh, and I've been doing it for 11 years. We had a golf center up in Salem, Oregon, and, which had like a, a driving range, a retail store, and a nine-hole parts recourse. And I just, I don't know, I don't know if I ever felt like it was my forever job, but I just really started feeling like I had uh, kind of finished growing there. And I kind of felt like I had this gift inside of me that needed to come out, although I had no idea what it was at the time, and I didn't know how to release it. I just, I just knew intuitively that I, I needed to try. And so I had a chat with my dad, and he was, he was understanding, and he wanted me to be happy. And so I ended up leaving, uh, although it took a year to actually do that because we decided to sell it and uh, went through the process of listing it and finding a buyer. So for me, you know, it was just this really strong feeling of just, you know, it's, it's time for something else. It's time for you to continue to grow and, and um, really see maybe what you were put here to do. Yeah. Um, did you have an inkling of what you were put here to do? Like, I know you're a creative person. Did you, was there like a pull, like, I have to be more creative? Like, what, was there any, any of that? No, I honestly did not know pretty much anything that I'm doing now was inside of me at that point in my life. Although, uh, my mom reminded me maybe six, seven, eight years ago after I kind of began this journey that I'm currently on, that when I was three, I told her, that I was put here to inspire people. <laughs> and wow. so maybe subcon yeah, I know maybe subconsciously I kinda had an inkling of what my maybe my life's mission was. But it didn't really start to show itself uh until that 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 final year of uh being in the business. I was out of balance and I just sat down one day, you know, I was so ready to hit the road but I couldn't quite leave yet. I sat down one day and just wrote down five things that I felt would help keep me in balance at that period in my life. And whenever I started to feel out of balance, I'd pull that list out of my wallet and, and I would read it. And it did help me uh, so much so that my intuition said, expand the list and write a book, even though I'd never written mm-hmm. anything up to that point. And so I just kind of let it pour through me over the course of a couple months. It's, you know, it's, just, it's a fun, simple little book on a whole bunch of different ways to stay in balance. And, and so I self-published it. And uh, it didn't sell a whole lot initially because, I, number one, I didn't know how to market it, and this was back in 2009. And, and number two, I was really scared to speak in front of people. And, you know, I hadn't really come to that place of just, you know, 
love and acceptance for myself, which, you know, you, you touched on at the start of the show. So, um, but it won a couple of awards and that just, you know, I'm going, man, if I want to share this message, I'm going to have to learn how to overcome that fear. And so I just started the process of a whole bunch of different things to step out of my comfort zone. And uh, through doing those, I mean, I'm happy to list some of them if you want, but I mean, but, but through doing those, all these other opportunities and projects started happening and my life just kind of changed almost overnight in the course of a couple, well, over the course of a couple of years. And, but I, I really started feeling alive and excited about these things and, and putting out positive content in a lot of different forms. So it really just was just me just honoring that intuitive hit and following those intuitive breadcrumbs. Mm. So I think a lot of people don't get present and they, they just kind of maybe feel something and then they go, nah, that's not practical. I'm not <laughs> going to do that, right? Um, so yes, I, yeah, I'm, and that, those things definitely weren't practical, but they but they were meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think following your dreams is usually practical. It's it's there's a pull, and if you really pay attention to your intuition, I mean, even leaving my marriage, I mean, I didn't have any place I was going towards. I just knew that I couldn't grow anymore, and I I was being really held back and. And I had a pivotal moment. I've talked about it, I think, here on the podcast before. But my my ex-husband was a performer. He was a comedian. Mm. And one day we, we had done a children's TV show for Nickelodeon together. And he mm. said to me, your dream has come true. You are on national television. And I said, you know, this was a really fun project, and I loved it. But it wasn't my dream. It was yours. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like I didn't know what my dream was yet. But it was sort of that catalyst mm-hmm. also, like, wait a minute, you can't name my dreams. I have to name yeah. my dreams. <laughs> so, well, well, um, right. You know, it's just, just only we are the ones that can really feel what's going on inside of us and what, you know, what drives us and what, what, what you know, the direction that we want to head. Right. But, you know, and other people can help pull the dream out of us, can help us to articulate mm. the dream, right? But So I'm sure that in your... Yes work you inspire other people to tap into their dreams also right i hope so i mean really that's kind of my what i what i feel like i was put here to do i mean i I really don't try to tell anybody what to do in any of my work i just try to kind of share what has worked for me and and just maybe try to help inspire them just to step out of their own shadows as well and and just really honor who they are and what they have to work with and to let let it out you know, um, so, I, you know, because I think we're not going to find the happiness that we all seek outside of ourselves. We already know that. But mm-hmm. yet um, it's, you know, I think, we're, you know, life, we're here to learn and grow. You know, I guess we're spiritual beings having a human experience. But the toughest thing I think that we've been assigned to do is to learn how to love and accept ourselves. So the more, you know, the more uh, that we can help other people become aware and self-aware and just you know, then then the process begins because it all starts with self awareness. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So I know this is the topic of our talk today, but I I want to go back first to the habits that you started, mm-hmm. the, the list of um, things that would keep you in balance. Because I want to share mm, that yeah. with the audience, and then I want to get into the comfort zone piece because that's huge. And I know for myself, that was such a big piece and the talking part. And I also did a TEDx and was petrified to speak on a stage. So I can relate to so much of your journey. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. But let's let's um, let's talk about those five things that um, were out of balance. That how to keep yourself in balance. Sure. So you know, I don't think it's it's interesting. Uh, well, the first five things that I originally came up with were number one was to make sure that I was getting enough sleep. I know that sounds kind of cliche, but it really does make a difference. <laughs> and number two mm-hmm. was make sure that I was yeah, drinking enough water because that surprisingly mm-hmm. makes a big difference as well. Uh, number three was to make sure that I was allowing myself to be creative every day. And at that time in my life, being creative meant just to play the guitar. I was kind of a closet guitarist. Um, mm. Number four was to make sure that I was, yeah, allowing myself to uh, make sure that I exercised a little bit every day. Uh-huh. And the final one was to make sure that I was allowing myself to have some quiet time or some alone time every day. And uh, that's, those were my original five um, tools to kind of help me stay in balance. I love it. It's, it's yeah. simple, and it's also something that people don't do. <laughs> um, well, you know, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. No, it's, uh, and I just, just did a, um, had an interview yesterday and talked about almost the exact same things. I think we, we just forget to put ourselves on the top of our list to take care of our needs first because if we don't take care of our needs, we can't take care of anything else. So these are, these no. are basic um, but even that, that quiet time piece, I mean, in today's world with so much noise, um, and especially if you are an introvert and need to recharge your mm-hmm. batteries and quiet, <laughs> that is key, right? Absolutely. Well, you know, I, I, it's no accident, I think, that my first book was on a whole bunch of different ways to stay in balance because looking back, it's just kind of been my rock, having that knowledge in my back pocket, knowing what keeps me in balance and what throws me out of balance. And it's really, I mean, I, I was already a, luckily a pretty disciplined person, you know, having the triathlons under my belt and stuff, but it uh-huh. just has really helped me stay on course. And, you know, there's so many, so many positives for, for being in balance. I mean, it, it, uh, it allows us to live proactively and not reactively, you know, and, and I think those tough times that we all go through, I think it just makes it a, when we're in balance, it it helps us kind of go through them a little easier. But for me, the most important part is the the fact that um, I'm able to really tune into my intuition more clearly and, and hear it, you know, more Uh clearly um, when, when I'm able to kind of find that balance that I, that I desire and need. Yeah, that's so important because it, as as I said before, it, it, people don't realize that, they have that intuition often because they're so used to numbing themselves with busyness and, you know, just yeah. keeping at, like, just, just the noise, the TVs on, the, the you know, the texting, the constant not <laughs> paying attention to you takes its toll. It really does. Um, mm-hmm. let's, let's talk about comfort zone, though, because I, I really want to get on that topic yeah. and then we'll talk more about self-love and appreciation and how we how we can help our audience do a little bit better with that. But, um, yeah, so what was, what was so important to you about getting out of your comfort zone and what, what are some of the things you did to get there? Yeah, well, it wasn't easy. It's just that I think uh, subconsciously I knew that I was supposed to do what I was doing, like get the message out <laughs> And whatever else was, you know, to follow. I mean, it was just kind of looking back, you know, it was, it's interesting to see how everything kind of connected. But 
when that first book came out, I really didn't know what else was going to happen other than I kind of maybe subconsciously felt like I was kind of tapped back into that little thing I said to my mom when I was three that I was put here to inspire people. So, um, and I thought it would happen after that book came out just through books. But um, so I, that was kind of the driving factor for me. I just, I felt like I had no choice, even though I was doing all these things with shaking knees. Um, I had to do it uh, to get my foundation solid. So first thing I did was uh, I, after I moved I, or after I left the family business, I moved to Reno, Nevada to be near my son who was about 30 miles away in Northern California. And so I just began to reinvent myself. I started out taking a couple community college speech classes. I did Toastmasters for um, almost a year. I hired someone to co-host an internet radio show with me because that was quite scary for me and they'd been doing it for a while. <laughs> I, uh, I created an interactive workshop um, based on my book called An Introduction to Balance and I thought I was being kind of clever making it interactive so I wouldn't have to talk the whole time but I found out it worked out really well that way anyways. <laughs> Um, after I gave that little workshop a test run in front of five of my friends, they really enjoyed it. And so I just, <laughs> I guess this is embarrassing. I got on the phone and in three weeks I was on the road. I'd created a 15 stop five state book signing and workshop trip just in three weeks after I put that together uh, with my friends. And and it was it was humbling. It was good for me in a lot of ways. I mean, you know, a third of the places nobody showed up, so it was, it was quite humbling. Uh, but I, you know, I went to a few <laughs> Unity churches, and I had maybe fifteen or twenty people, and and so it was just I had to go through that. I mean, my very first workshop was uh, so when I'm on the phone setting this up, uh, I had to drive across the Nevada desert, and it's it's like eight or nine hours. And the very first town that I came to was Delta, Utah. So I called up their chamber of commerce and said, hey, you know, I'd love to do a workshop or a book signing. And the lady said, well, we're kind of a tiny town, but uh, how'd you like to speak at our monthly chamber luncheon? So I just gulped and said yes. And so my very <laughs> first talk was, was doing that in front of like nine primarily fa- farmers, really nice people, but they're eating lunch and I'm trying to do an interactive workshop. So, I mean, they were very kind, but it was, it was crazy. So, you know, the whole trip was like that. Um, you know, I, I, and then I took an acting class, too, uh, not with any plans of acting, but I took an acting class, and when it was over, a few weeks after that, I had a dream, and I don't know if you've ever had a dream where you just, you wake up and you go, wow, that, that feels really important, I better write it down, and that's how it felt. I had this story, this guitar street man, uh, who was a guitar player story, pop into my head. I wrote it down, and then I met a young filmmaker shortly after that, and I said, hey, I don't know how to make a film or I've never acted before, but I think I have a cool idea for a short film. Would you want to do it with me? And he said, yeah. So he did it, and it, it did really well at film festivals. And it just, I'd never played guitar in front of anybody before, let alone do it on film. And so it, it really just woke me up to a whole other way of putting out positive media. And so then I moved to L.A. five years, five and a half years ago to pursue acting as well. And so... It, it was just been a crazy journey, but by me stepping out of my comfort zone and just saying yes, um, all kinds of opportunities and synchronistic events happened, and just uh, I couldn't even dream it up the way that it happened. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just it's a step into the end. It's a trust walk. Yeah, I love the trust walk, and that one step brought the next step. And I think we we often don't yes. realize that once you take that first step, it it's like a whole domino effect. Yeah, you got to keep moving forward, though. Yeah, I mean, you kept st- 
stepping out of your comfort zone. You you kept taking the next breadcrumb and saying, okay, acting, oh, I had a dream, follow it. It's not, not just, <laughs> oh, I had a dream, eh, let's go on to the next thing. <laughs> um, so most people yeah. don't do what you did, and I, I love that you did that. I think it's, it's you know, we, we don't realize how much potential we have and what, how we can inspire mm. others. And I think, you know, for a lot of people, that fear of public speaking has so much to do with how are people going to judge me? What are people mm-hmm. going to say about how horribly I am speaking on a stage when in reality, if you can overcome your fears, you are giving a gift to the world. And if you can see that, mm. if you can see that by, by speaking up, by sharing your message, it's the only time that you really can inspire in that way. It's the only way. I mean, by keeping mm-hmm. your message quiet, you're you're depriving the world from that from those messages and from your inspiration at three years old that you knew about already. <laughs> that's pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right. And that's like what I said earlier. I just try to, I'm just trying to have fun and, and put good stuff out into the world. And, you know, I'm still stepping out of my comfort zone. I mean, speaking, you know, I'm doing more of it, but it's still not totally comfortable for me. I'd much rather, I guess where I get a little nervous is like if I have to regurgitate something, like if I'm doing an interview with you or just taking questions and just going with the flow of the room, I love that. That's easy, you know, but just to be able to, I, I kind of sometimes fear forgetting what I've put together or packaged. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm learning how to do that. It, uh, it's, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's constantly, we're constantly learning and growing. We, we will be until the day we die. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, <laughs> yeah. some people more than yeah. others, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so let's talk about your book for a few minutes. Um, the habits mm-hmm. for success inspired ideas to help you soar. And yeah. you've shared some of your good habits and some of the things that you've done. And I would love to hear some of the other habits that, that will help, especially our audience here to, you know, with the focus of self-awareness, self-acceptance, what are some of the ways that they can, they can work on themselves based on your book. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, we already talked about it, but I think, you know, balance is so important. I think it really just lays the foundation for a lot of the other things and for us to be in that position to, to become more self-aware. So I will always, you know, sing the praises of that. Um, you know, letting go of judgment. There's a chapter um, in there on that, um, you know, where it's, you know, it, that's, that, that will definitely hold us back. I mean, ourselves as well as our connections with others you know because whenever we're judging ourselves more more often than not we're kind of doing the whole mirror thing and we're judging us you know um Mm -hmm. i have a chapter yeah i have a chapter in there called be easy on yourself and um you know that's something that i've had to definitely work on you know i've 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 last 10 years you know as i the book is basically just a culmination of the last 10 years of me kind of paying attention to my own journey and trying to share what has worked for me and what I learned. Um, but I definitely had to, you know, I was working on learning how to love and accept myself the whole way. You know, uh-huh. I'm finally getting to a place of really finally, you know, being comfortable with who I am and stuff. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a journey that we all share. Uh-huh. Um, that's true. Yeah. I've another chapter called continue to learn and grow. You know, I think that's really important. Um, we're not meant to be stagnant. You know, we're, we're energy. Everything's energy, and, and energy's got to keep moving. And um, 
So continue to learn and grow is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, uh, another one that uh, one of the points that I talked about in my TEDx, and it's also a chapter in the book, it's called Happily Expect the Unexpected. There are no rules. And that, you know, that, that really applies to obviously the experience that I've been through. And, and a lot of times I think we, we're taught that it has to be a certain way. Yeah, you know, whether that's, you know, get married and have kids or whatever, you know, just there, there really are no rules. And, and if you can just, I don't know, hold, hold on to that thought and, and be open to the unexpected, um, I think that, that that's a very valuable thing. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. That applies uh, yeah. very much in the dating world. I, and unfortunately, mm, yeah. there are a lot of people who make rules, and I think they keep people feeling fake and that something's mm. broken in them and and you have to manipulate in this way and that way. And and again, this is why this, this self-acceptance and self-awareness piece is so important because when you can go deeper inside, then you can guide yourself instead of looking outside yourself for yes. direction in that way, right? Yeah, and to, or to fill that void, you know, that, that, that you're not, that you're not filling for, from yourself. And, and I think expectations tie in with what you just suggested as well. You know, um, the rules, you know, mm-hmm. just expect, certain expectations can really get in our way. Yeah, Totally. Yeah, I'm I'm all about curiosity and stop making assumptions. Yeah, so much yeah. opens up when we when we can be open. I mean, I I need a man to um like one of my clients today was talking about manners. He has to have great manners. And so we peeled it back. What does that mean? What does it mean to have great manners? Well, it means to always open the door for me and always pull out my seat and always do these things. So when you peel it back, it's it's about respect. You need a person who's mm-hmm. going to respect. So if one time he doesn't open the door and he doesn't pull your chair out and after six years of being <laughs> with you, he's not doing it and he's running around to the other side of the car, is that a reason to end the relationship? No. It's the, you know, watching all the pieces of how somebody behaves and shows you who they are. So mm-hmm. for a lot of people, they don't see that. They see only the outside stuff and that to them is a clue as to what's on the inside um, but what's on the inside is always more important. Mm, absolutely, absolutely. And, and you know, and, and there's one other one that kind of ties in with what we've been talking about too. One of the other chapters is be vulnerable. And mm-hmm. um, you know, for for me, acting has really um, given me the gift of all the classes that I took and studied and such, and it's really taught me how to just feel more, you know, in public and just be more honest and. And it's it's a very cathartic thing too. I think everybody should take an acting class. Uh, mm. but, uh, That's yeah. been on my list. <laughs> I mm. uh, I did improvisation. Yeah. No, it's it's funny because I was not the was not a performer. I was not a stage person at all, and never spoke in front of people. And every time I get up, it's that fighting that piece of my brain that says this is not you you do not do this <laughs> um yeah no it's 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 quite well, an incredible do, experience yeah i mean i'm an introvert too and so it's not natural for me either but what acting also taught me is that to stay out of my head because whenever you and same with improv if you get in your head you're done you know you, you think uh-huh. you have an idea you want to use but if somebody throws you something else you can't use it then you're stuck and so i it's mm. really taught me how to just be present and listen 
And, and those are, you know, really incredible um, tools to be in a relationship as well. I mean, very important. Yes, so totally. Yeah. Um, so being vulnerable, getting out of your head, feeling more. I mean, I think that in itself is, is gold. <laughs> Anybody's listening to this, <laughs> just that self-awareness piece of get out of your head and into your heart. I would say that most issues in, in relationships come from people living in their heads too much. And mm. you make up stuff in your head. You're not present with the yeah. other person. You're very past-focused, future-focused. You're not really focusing on that person and, and connecting. Mm. Um, I mean, that that's like magnetic when somebody is completely present with you because it's so rare mm. today. Yeah. No, it's, it's it's amazing, and it's such a gift you can give to the other person you're with because it, it's, uh, you know, the whole the whole in the head thing, the expectations and stuff, I mean, that, that's hard to live up to, and the other person is not going to be able to live up to it. You know what I mean? They're going to feel that pressure. Uh, you know, I mm-hmm. imagine you talk about that and stuff. And so just the more that, you know, it all comes to self-awareness, just to really learn why, you have certain learn what you truly want, what your desires are. You know what I mean? If you can really break that down and figure out why you want something or why you thought you want something, wanted something, that really will help you. Just I don't know, come to the table in a lot, uh, in a lot healthier way. Mm. So knowing your why. Yep. Yeah. And and I think that will probably also help help you make potentially help a person potentially make different decisions while they're out dating and stuff too. Sometimes, you know, if you're not quite there with the self-awareness part, you might, you know, make a choice based on um, something that, you know, that you need to kind of work through. Um, Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think what, what a lot of people do is they focus on common interests. You know, we both like music. We both, you know, we both like to golf, and then the, all the important stuff, the real whys, are not there. And so we kind of date backwards. We be first connect on, oh my God, I like the same artist, and you know, and that stuff doesn't sustain as much as common worldview. What is your purpose in life? Like, do we have the same goals? Are we going in the same direction? Um, same sense of yeah, humor. So knowing, yeah, the humor. Well, the yeah. humor. To me, is based on worldview. That's that's based mm-hmm. on how you see the world. You know, you find certain mm-hmm. things funny because that's how you see it, and other people find other things funny. I mean, I was married to a comedian, and we actually <laughs> found different things funny. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, this is sometimes things look different on paper, and you think, wow, you know, everybody wants somebody funny. Um, so as we wrap here, um, mm-hmm. I always like to ask my guests for one last statement, one one last word about how people can go on their last first date. So you've shared lots of great, great ideas, um, but any last words about going on your last first date? Well, I have a little quote that I, that I have used in some of my work, be yourself to free yourself. And the more that you can mm. learn about yourself and really learn to love and accept yourself, you know, you're going to approach, I think people, I know that I'm starting to approach dating in a whole different way. It's, I'm not doing it out of desperation or that need to kind of fill that void that I wasn't giving myself. And so 
I'm much more patient and I'm really just looking for, you know, um, people that I feel like could really fit, you know what I mean? Instead of just kind of maybe, oh, it might work. I can maybe make that fit. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm just really going with the flow and just trusting that the right person will come along because I'm, my energy is kind of vibrating in a higher plane, if that makes sense. I know it sounds a little hooly wooly, but. Um, no, it just totally makes sense. I mean, I think yeah. you're, you're dating from a place of abundance and choice and not desperation yeah. and loneliness, which is where so yes. many people are. Um, yes. I remember once I, I dated a guy who said, as we get older, our worlds get smaller and we don't really have many friends and we don't have much going on. And I'm like, oh, maybe that's true for you, but not me. Goodbye. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, because you can see where that was headed. You'd, be, you'd, you'd have all this pressure of maybe trying to make him happy. Yeah, I'd be his wife, and that's that's not what I'm signing up for. No, um, you've got to both be doing your own. You got to both be doing your own thing, and then come together and kind of celebrate in that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, a guy I recently went out with said it's um, there are a lot of relationships where people come together like a helix, and it's like they're so entwined. And he goes, I see mm. relationships more like two ladders. We're both heading in the same direction. We're both going up, but we're separate beings. And I was like, that's a nice metaphor. Mm. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, this has been wonderful. I could talk to you for a very long time. This is so many great, 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 juicy tips here and and really ways to live the best life you can live, which helps you to attract in all the right things, including the right work and the right people. And, um, yeah, so tell us, Brian, how my audience can reach you and if you have a gift for them or anything you'd like them to have, that this is your time. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, my website is the letter G, brianbenson.com, and um, I have a newsletter. I don't send it out very much, but if you sign up for it, I have a little PDF. It's, it's called Seven Reasons Why People Don't Accomplish Their Dreams and How to Overcome Them. And uh, I, I think it's it's a pretty good little piece of work there, and, and I think there's a lot of helpful information. So you're invited to, to do that. And mm. the book Habits, yeah, the new book Habits for Success, you can find that on Amazon via habitsforsuccessbook.com. Great. I'll put links to those in the show notes. Um, and thank, thank you. you. I, I'm looking forward to hearing more about your future endeavors and adventures and comfort zone breaking. <laughs> um, thank you. Me too. <laughs> yeah. So thank you again. And thanks for doing the work that you do and inspiring people as your three-year-old self wanted you to way back then. Well, thank you. And thank you. It's my pleasure. It was a, I really enjoyed this. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for joining me today. And if you love our show, please rate and review it wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, If you go to iTunes, that would be wonderful. And I hope that you all go on your last first date very soon. Have a great day. 